Hello, Mustang fans, and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clark. You know, from my years with Auto Week Magazine, the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing, and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. My co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry insider who's perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxum, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Gray. Mike, tonight, it's about time we start seeing these young rising stars in our hobby just taking over the world, and tonight we've got a superstar. Yeah, we got one of the, the hottest rising stars of, of the young guns, as I call them, uh, in the industry right now with us. So uh, I, I think it's about time to, that the, the youth out there in the hobby gets to have a champion, and we've got one here. One of my compatriots, it's not only on uh, working on the Ford program, but also helping me out on the back end of Club Connect. We've got Austin Atwood of Ford Special Vehicle Registry. Austin, thanks for joining us on the Mustang Owners Podcast. Thank you guys for letting me on here. Are you kidding? Hey, we've seen what you've been doing. So, Mike, when you f- first saw Austin roll up in his hot-looking SN95, you're thinking, oh, this is a Mustang guy. Oh, yeah. You can tell his uh, his enthusiasm and uh, enthusiasm and passion, John, is just like ours. And uh, it's nice to see someone younger with that same passion um, there because, you know, it's a different generation. And, you know, the, the number one concern on Mustang clubs around the entire continent is how do we get the young people involved? And to see something like that coming uh, from Austin is just absolutely amazing. Well, Austin, I, I mentioned that because uh, uh, a previous co-worker of ours and who still works with us on FordPerformance.com on the back end there, uh, Marcus Cervantes, who also writes for uh, our website, as you do, Austin, um, he also rolls up in a SN95. And, Mike, we got him on the uh, Ford Mustang Stampede last summer to launch to 24 and he was on stage talking about his sn95 i you know is austin do you believe that the sn95 is the great vehicle to get into the mustang hobby yeah absolutely um i've actually almost owned 10 of them so far um and i'm just 25 and i honestly i know them like the back of my hand i've torn them apart put them back together numerous times sn95s are so easy to work on and it's a great starter Mustang for any youth. Well, they got plenty of parts on American muscles. I mean, if you can't, you can't make an SN95 go, you shouldn't be in the hobby. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's honestly, if you want to put it in perspective, it's today's age of Fox body. It's starting to turn into those. Yeah. And you, your car, what have, what have you done to, to, uh, on your car to, as far as the mods go? Cause it looks that that's a killer color. It looks, what, what color is that? So my car right now, um, it's got a 408 Windsor in it. So a 351 Windsor stroked out. Um, it's got an 88 103 VS Racing Turbo on it. Um, it's a 1,000 horsepower plus monster. Uh, and it's getting painted right now in 
what is called pull me over red. I like to be vibrant. I like to stand out. And that's the the standout color. Nobody wants to be pulled over. Mike, why you have you Mike, you didn't have a red. Your your car's a silver blue. Is that, is it, is My SBO was jalapeno red. Oh, it wasn't jalapeno red. Oh, yeah. God. And I also had a 95 uh, red lightning. Yeah, my 06 convertible is red, but it's you know, race red, and I don't usually race in it, so I guess arrest me is the best way to talk. <laughs> I was just at the Harper Cruise on Wednesday night, and the guy in front of me in an S550 lights him up and does this beautiful burnout. Unfortunately, he didn't see the explorer behind him was a St. Clair Shores police officer. And, of course, he got pulled over. The $100 ticket was ready, and the crowd was chanting, let him go, let him go. <laughs> you just can't help yourselves but but austin so how did you get into the the whole mustang hobby originally yeah growing up my dad has always had some sort of a mustang um usually it's been bodies except for one that really stood out to me was his 96 cobra um, and that's probably what got me into my sn95 addiction been around it for a very long time um growing up we went to the drag strip every weekend it was always something to do with mustang or cars in general um, growing up, also, I, I met my wife through Mustangs. So that was a really interesting piece. And now she's got a 2004 Cobra that we have painted grabber green. And then her also her her dad has a Fox body that's a full blown drag car as well. So Mustang is my my hobby, my addiction and my lifestyle. Well, let that be a lesson to everyone listening tonight on the Mustang Owners Podcast, all you young people who are saying, you know, you want your life to change for the better. Um, Austin met his wife, uh, his soon-to-be wife, and they, then they got married, and now they're married and both have Mustangs. Austin didn't meet his wife in the basement playing video games. Mike, isn't that what you tell people? Come out to the Mustang Club, come out to the meeting, come to a cruise-in, come to a show? Yeah. Um, do I have to bring up my former vice president and now the – yeah you do yeah yeah you how she got married yeah she was a millennial right so uh yeah you know my vice president and took her to carlisle and was introducing her to sponsors and introduced her to mr patterson from shelby american and now she's mrs patterson so uh the mustang hobby does a lot for a lot of great people yeah you can't uh kids uh, this is the way to get out there and get involved get in a have a cool social life because the car community is different from all the other communities. And I'm not talking about the people you meet online or on Facebook or Instagram. I mean, when you go meet them in person, see the car, there's a whole different realm of seeing a car in person and being in the hobby and being involved. And uh, Austin is living proof of getting involved in this hobby, loving it, and then building a great car. And now, Austin, how did you find your way to Ford Motor Company? So I actually found my way um, through a good buddy of mine that you already mentioned, Marcus Cervantes. He's been a longtime enthusiast for probably just as long as I have. Um, We actually met through the Mustang world and made a connection right away. And from there, he led me into the position that I am in today um, and, you know, continue to support and grow my Mustang hobby through him as well. Well, Mike, let this be a lesson to everybody out there in the Mustang hobby that being into the Mustang world isn't just a source of socializing and you know maybe finding your future wife. It's also a way to get a great career and a great job with things that you love like the Ford Mustang. And Mike, we can't say this enough that when you're in the hobby, especially a cool club or people that hang out with club people, 
they know people in the industry and people in the industry are looking for young car people. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, when I first met Marcus and uh, Austin, I don't know if you know that backstory, but I'm the one that brought Marcus over to Roush and then over to Ford Performance. And um, and it was just because you guys are you guys are similar. A lot of passion, um, true enthusiasts, and, you know, you connect with the, the product. And um, that's rare uh, all around, especially in the younger age for this thing. But a lot, of, a lot of guys, as we call them, are just textbook employees. But you guys stand out and you're different. And that's great. And then I was like, you know, we're six degrees of separation now, right? Like <laughs> when I brought Marcus over to Roush, he changed our social media game like crazy. And then there was a position open at Ford Performance. And, I, you know, um, John, let me know about that. And, you know, I put a word in for him to put in there. And, you know, all the rest is history, as they say. Austin, you have to admit that when you got the word and come talk to, uh, especially Team Mustang, um, I was really hoping that maybe I can get you to work on FordPerformance.com. Uh, but, you know, you're, with your social background and the fact that you love to be connected, I think uh, getting involved with the Club Connect program and now being able to manage for Team Mustang and our beloved Jim Owens, who's shortly going to be moving on from, um, you know, uh, Mustang Marketing. But we And, Mike, we just had Jim on just a while back. We'll put him on the air as well. But, Austin, to head up, such a special program that Ford has really curated for so many years and finally launching and then taking it to the next level. That's got to feel really good being the manager of this new special vehicle registry. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's amazing because people get to learn a lot of really cool information about their vehicle. We have what is called the Navis data. So it's called the North American Vehicle Information System that we feed data back to Mustang owners that have a 1967 to current Mustang. So they actually get to learn some of these small details. So in my case, in my 94, it was an automatic from the factory on the assembly line. I purchased the car as a stick shift. I would have never known that detail without that. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And so people say, see, maybe I'll sign up for the registry. They don't know what it means. What is the purpose of the registry and how much and what's the what's the process, Austin? Yeah, the purpose of it is to build that brand connection back and forth to the enthusiast. Mustang has been an iconic household name for absolutely generations. Everybody knows what a Mustang is, whether they've owned one or not. So this is our way of tying back to the enthusiast world and giving them something that they can go online and brag and showcase their Mustang to. They can also be invited out to very exclusive Ford events. So most recently, the Dark Horse R that's been making all these crazy waves on social media, everybody that was in, in attendance was invited from the special vehicle registry. Now that to me, I mean, you talk about making a connection. So you, you buy a Ford Mustang or you're into the Mustang hobby, or maybe you just like Mustangs. And then when you get that first Mustang, all you need to get in is a VIN number and it's free. How long does it take to fill out that that whole registry process, Austin? It probably takes a little less than five minutes to do everything. And they get you right in the door to all this access information that you can get that's completely free and will always be free. Now that to me, it's a no brainer. And then to get, uh, actually building a platform is what you've done to have this platform for all Mustang owners. All they need is a VIN to be part of it to be connected not only to each other, but like you say, with Ford. And then, man, when we were looking for something, 
how would we know if uh, if so and so if we're looking for a yellow Terminator and you can go into the registry? Well, guess what, guys? You want to do a magazine cover with the yellow Terminator? Here's a guy right here, and that's how they get the call. Who would not want to be connected with Ford and with their fellow Mustang fans? I think you've got a compelling case, Austin. And how do you go around spreading the word? Yeah, so a lot of people, they know my name through events, being on stage and interacting with enthusiasts, um, such as Carlisle, or my most recent one is Mustang Memories here in Detroit. On top of that, I take the old school guerrilla tactic way, and I go to the people. I go to where the enthusiasts are at, and that is part of the uh, Ford Performance Club Connect. I reach out to the clubs that are available and have conversations with them, with the whole club. I also reach out to Facebook groups and interact with the enthusiasts where they are at and bring this light to them. Well, so you're telling me if uh, you're a club and Club Connect that you could uh, say, hey, I want Austin to present to our group. A lot of these guys have a meeting. Mike Ray's famous for getting speakers at his uh, Moxa meeting. So you, you're telling me that a club could reach out to you, send a note to clubhub at Ford.com and say, hey, Austin, could you do a virtual presentation for our club meeting on such and such a night uh and they may, could be in california or in montana or wherever and that you could work with them to set up such a presentation for that club yes absolutely i've done it with numerous clubs this year i'm always always looking forward to reach out to different enthusiasts and and learn a little bit about their mustang story while being able to interact with their whole club it's a great idea folks you heard that right and i know that you know, not everybody can be Mike Ray and get guys from Ford to come down. Uh, Mike, I was at some, I'm not going to say where, I'm not going to say where, but I was at a club meeting and I just so happened to be driving through town, going to an, a big event. And I stopped in at the club meeting unannounced. I mean, they knew I was coming for like an hour before. And the guest speaker was Bill from the local car wash. And he was going to talk about touch versus touchless. I'd rather talk to Austin, Mike, wouldn't you? Yeah, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so Austin, uh, the other question we have for you is Mike and I are constantly working on things like the uh, the summit meeting that Mike has for now for the International Council of Mustang Clubs. And everybody in the Mustang hobby, every Mustang club president is looking at youth marketing and how to get more and more young people who happen to like cars, maybe not own a car and build a car like you, but who happen to like cars into the hobby. What kind of advice can you give our club presidents and club people out there listening to say, hey, there's a few things you could do to just make it easier for young people to get involved. Do you have some advice for them? Yeah, I would say that the big thing is interacting with those enthusiasts, those young enthusiasts, making them feel comfortable, whether they're driving down a car with not tasteful modifications to it, or, you know, they're, their wheels are a little different than everybody else's and they're out of the norm. Make those people feel comfortable and accepted to their club because they also have five or six other friends that are into the Mustang world as well that would be willing to join in their club and hear about it. Those interactions that you make, those first impressions you make with the young crowd is, is definitely huge when it comes to it. Um, and just overall acceptance, I think, is the big thing for them. Absolutely. You know, Mike, we uh, think at one of our summits, we showed a guy pulling up with, I think it was a, a matte black painted fox body. And he pulled into a traditional club show, which we won't mention where it was. 
And as he pulled up at registration, they go, he goes, well, no, sir. Uh, uh, sorry, sir. You can't sign up today. We only want finished cars, no project cars. And yep. Remember, and he said, no, this is finished. He goes, no, when, when, when it's out of primer, you can come back. He goes, this isn't primer. This yeah. is this is matte black paint. And, you yeah. know, Austin, they turned him away. Yeah. And and that's the unfortunate things I hear sometimes um, is is that because these kids, if you know, the most the youth, they they may not have tons of money to throw into a car right now, but they're starting to show their passion and their enthusiast into their Mustang. And they want to be a part of things. And, you know, they're going to get a paint job in, you know, two years when they can save up for it um, or, you know, do the changes that they want. It's all important. And, Mike, you know, we've been preaching how long um, about uh, also the type of events that clubs do. You know, uh, cruising up to the ice cream stand is great, but we've done that a thousand times and I have the stains on my carpeting to prove it. Uh, but, no, uh, I would say that the kinds of things that young people don't want to get up at eight o'clock in the morning, uh, polish their car till two in the afternoon and go home at four with a plastic trophy. They, you know, they want to get up, maybe get in the afternoon, go to a, uh, a club gathering, a little cruising at where they have live music, uh, a good food truck, and maybe finish that off with a bonfire, just kick some tires. No, no, uh, polishing or judging required. You know, Mike, my mom told me never to judge anybody. <laughs> yes, you know, and that's another thing too that we we've um, recognized is a lot of the younger groups. Um, that's why we had you know special parking, John, for the the younger groups at Mustang Memories. Is a lot of them will like to come, look around for a little bit, and then leave. You know, they don't want to stay more than two or three hours. Um, they don't want to stay on eight to ten hour shows. Uh, some of these are around. Um, that was another partial reason of why we shortened our show at Mustang Memories this year. It always was eight to five. We shortened it from nine to four this year. So we shaved two hours off of it just specifically, you know, to give people a little bit more of a break and, you know, a little easier morning and a little easier, quicker home at the end of the day. So Austin, are you saying, you know, like a lot of people in four division marketing don't believe the young people like cars that they, they don't like them and they're, they're not, they're not at car shows was we know, because we're on the ground almost every weekend for the last decade, we know that they come into our shows, they'd be, they be parking over at spectator parking and then walking over with their friends or with their wife or they're pushing the baby carriage with their kids. They want to see the cars, but they're still over in spectator because they're not participating. What advice would you give to them, uh, you know, when they come to a car show, how to get involved? Yeah, um, I mean, it starts with just drive up to the gate and see what they say, right? They might tell you, you know, it's 10 bucks to get in today. Um, and so be it, you know, if you really want to be there, you'll, you know, you'll pay that $10 to, to be on site. Also, don't be scared to walk up to these Mustang owners and interact with them that are there. Cause you're going to learn a lot of really cool things. Like most recently at Mustang memories, I walked around, I talked to a bunch of different owners and I learned a lot of history about Mustangs that I may have never known. I learned there was a lot of one-on-ones that were there. Um, and it was really cool to find out and just don't be scared to interact with people. Everybody's there. They have their Mustang there. They want to talk about their Mustang just as much as you want to talk about yours. Well, absolutely. And also, I think that's really good advice for everybody out there listening. You know, uh, we all want to, to take the next step in the hobby and get more and more young people. Mike, uh, I remember you said, you know, if your typical meeting is a hundred people at a meeting and, yeah, you got a couple of guys coming into your Mustang club that are in their 20s or 30s, and they say, hey, I'll bring some of my friends, and they come to a meeting. One table of 10 at a 100-person meeting is 
all of a sudden gets much younger. So, Mike, you got to have good food at the meetings. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always a good way to actually draw people into is to have free food. Um, <laughs> that'll get you a parking lot full for sure anywhere you want to go. But, you know, and that's another thing, too, we offer at our shows, and I recommend to any other clubs listening, is that, you know, with the younger young guns, as I call them, um, we offer a discounted rate at the show um, just because, you know, they might not be able to afford the full rate of a, of a car show these days. You know, the prices are going up at every show around the country. Memberships are going up at every club around the country. So, you know, we'd like to give a little discounts here and there to let them the actual be able to afford it and then just become part of it and see what it's all about. Oh, absolutely. So, Austin, I know a guy who's got an SN95. It's a V6. Uh, it's a little beat up. Uh, and he didn't, he was nervous about putting his car in the registry because it's not, I mean, the pictures would be okay, but they wouldn't be as good as some of the great pictures you have in the registry. What would you tell him? That's completely okay. And the the reason it's called special vehicle registry is because we know how much the Mustang is special to you. So it's not all about be having a Shelby or having, you know, the latest Mach 1 or the dark horse or anything there. No, it's called a special vehicle registry because we know the Mustang is special to you. So own that. That's a great that's great advice. And I, I you know, I really want to push that for everybody out there, you know, getting involved in the special vehicle registry. Uh, and having Austin put you on there and, and and having you on a platform where Ford and fellow Mustang lovers can connect is a real important step to getting involved in the hobby. And, and Austin, the work you do as well with Club Connect is so important. And as you and I both know, the next growth in the club world isn't really the traditional clubs. It's the Facebook groups. What if you had a Facebook group and... And it's just for, say, V6 SN95s, and you only have 50 people. Are they eligible for Club Connect? Yeah, absolutely. They they absolutely are. They can be they can be a resource to other people that are looking to join those kind of Facebook groups or those clubs that just interact with other V6 SN95 owners. Right. So look at it this way. If you have a Facebook group, I know a lot of people that in traditional Mustang clubs are also in about five different Facebook groups. And so get them all to, to get on to Club Connect. It'll meet the minimum requirements. They can get on there. And the advantage of that is when Mike Ray is throwing some big party in a big town somewhere, he can go on the Club Connect map and see all the other Facebook groups that are around and invite them to come as well so that they don't just don't have to have a mashup somewhere on a Tuesday night. They can get involved in the bigger hobby and interact at a higher level just by being on Club Connect. So, Austin, both of the things you do on the back end of Club Connect to keep that running and running the special vehicle registry, I think, are kind of keys to entry-level ways to get into the hobby, kind of painless first online, and then make that big step to come to a show. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. This is, this is the first step to growing your passion with your Mustang. So the easiest way then is to get on to what? What's the name of the website again? It is www.specialvehicleregistry.com. Couldn't be easier. Um, is it mobile friendly? Yes, absolutely. We uh, we worked heavily on that in the design process this year to make the experience really easy and intertwined into anybody's cell phone. Well, Austin, you've made it so great to be be able to connect with Ford both at the club level. And on the vehicle level, you know, Mike, um, uh, recently I had to uh, cover the uh, Thunderbird convention here at the Ford World headquarters and take our Club Connect Transit there. 
but I couldn't go to another place I was invited. And Austin said, yeah, I'll go. And Austin brought his wife. And Austin, what did you wind up driving there at Borgman Ford in Grand Rapids? Oh, nothing like the the cool stuff. It was just a Blue Ember 2024 Dark Horse Mustang. You know, nothing too cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, is that is that the way to break it or not? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, especially for that. I remember those days just getting to drive the really cool cars to the event. And then, Austin, I'm sure when you pulled in, they you, it felt like you were Robert Redford dropping out on a red carpet for a movie preview, right? <laughs> it was everybody wanted to see what it was and who's driving that. Oh, absolutely. You know, what's funny, though, is I, I brought my wife as a passenger and they all went to her first. Right. Like to see, oh, how was the ride? How was this? Does it is it is it great? And everything there. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, hey, guys, I have the key. Watch this remote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's great. Well, Austin, we're really hoping that everybody listening tonight on the Mustang Owners podcast takes up your advice, not only just on the club advice that you've given very smart, but the young people who you know, I'm just looking at the hobby from the other side of the fence. It's time to jump in and have some fun because uh, we certainly have a lot of fun. And I know that you now being on with the uh, Team Mustang and driving the bus here for the Special Vehicle Registry, things are going to keep growing. I think you've passed a recent milestone for the registry. Yeah, the uh, the users are up over 11,000 now. So that's a uh, a big milestone of hitting right there. Well, geez, Mike, maybe we should have him run our podcast to get our podcast over 11,000. We're going to have to hire Austin away from Ford. <laughs> yes, all the help we can get, uh, Austin. We appreciate it. Well, yeah, Austin, thank, yeah, thank you for your time tonight on the registry, uh, uh, and best of luck to you as you keep going. And I hope people come up to you, and you're, you're going to continue to get out there on the road and come say hi and talk to you in person to see what uh, what's happening in this Team Mustang world. It's an exciting time to be in the Mustang hobby. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be a part of the Mustang hobby and just being able to interact with people on a daily basis is rewarding. Well, thank you so much. That was Austin Atwood. He's our manager of the Ford Special Vehicle Registry and helping out here on Club Connect as well, giving some great advice for young people. Uh, I just think it's a, a great opportunity. And hopefully when you're at a car show and you see the special vehicle registry there, walk up, up to them and, and maybe Austin will be there and have that conversation and say, Hey, Austin, I heard you on the Mustang owners podcast. Cause you know, Mike and I, that happens to us, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't. It's, it's such a great feeling though. Yeah, it is. So again, let's uh, thank you, Austin, for joining us tonight and uh, good luck down the road with the, uh, with the registry and keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you, John, and thank you, Mike. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here on this edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. So until next time, we're just going to have to catch you down the road.